and welcome back to Radio Geonosis, where we talk about Star Wars from a certain point of view. I'm Angie. I'm David. And today we are here in San Gabriel, California for the Saber Costume Build Party, a.k.a. KelmoCon. <laughs> with our hostess, with the mostess, Kelly Moreno. But before we do that... We'll just talk about a little bit of Star Wars. That's anything going on this week? Maybe some hints on the new Han Solo movie? No. No? <laughs> nothing? <laughs> Not yet. But that movie's coming out in like two months, man. All so right. We better well, start trying to publicize that somehow. <laughs> well, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for it. But anyways, Kelly, you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on today at KelmoCon? Oh, well, today I'm hosting a build party, so that's very common in a lot of the Star Wars costume clubs where we get together and we build armor and sew things and pimp out our lightsabers and fix stuff that's broken. So yeah, so everyone brought all their tools and all their costumes and we're fixing it up and make it pretty. And this one, it, this one we're doing today is for the Saber Guild, is that correct? Yes, so today is for Saber Guild, um, but of course anyone is, is invited, So, but usually to keep the numbers down and so everyone can have a place to work, we kept it to Saber Guild today. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Because I know that, I know the 501st does it, mm -hmm. I know that the Mandos do it, so yep. it's really cool to be able to be here yeah. and that, to see this all happening. Now, we also have Anthony with us today, and he's part of the Saber Guild as well. All three of us are part of the Saber Guild. So, and Anthony, what are you having done today? Uh, well, uh, let's see. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, hopefully I'm getting, I'm getting myself a, uh, I'm getting my mask done. Hopefully they can get uh, some, like, a uh, replacement visor. It looks a little green and warped, so I want to make sure that I can actually see in combat. Not to mention, I wanted to check with my boots, just make sure they were approvable, uh, to get rid of some of the belts and stuff, but apparently it's perfectly fine. Because so. all costumes have to be LFL approved, is that correct? Lucasfilm approved, yes. yes. That's cool, that's cool. Now Kelly, I want to ask yes. you, what got you into Star Wars? Oh man, so when I was a kid, my brother had a lot of the Star Wars toys, and I would wait until he would go to school. He's six years older, so... And then I would steal them out of his closet and I would play with them. <laughs> Did he have them set up in a certain way so that uh, if he came home, he'd know you've been in there? Uh, I don't think so. Or maybe he did and just didn't tell me. I don't know. He used to chase me around with an Admiral Akbar doll because I thought it was scary. It's a trap! Yeah, he would chase me around the house and like, ah, like I would run away screaming and... Um, and then, but really, like, the real Star Wars fandom came in with my obsession of Harrison Ford. Ooh. So, <laughs> Han Solo, he was kind of like... The, we all have our thing. Yes, yes. So, it was really <laughs> Han Solo, and then I followed him to, you know, all the Star Wars adventures and Indiana Jones and all of that. Did you read a lot of the books, or...? Oh, yeah. All the Star Wars books, and now that now aren't canon anymore. And but I, they're Solo still, I think they're EU. I mean, they're yeah. extended universe, right? Extended universe, expanded. so yeah. yeah. Or expanded. Yeah. Expanded, expanded. Universe, yeah. So yeah, I read, there's a Han Solo series that came out, like, when I was in junior high. I read all of those, and, and I read all the new books, too, so, like, all the Aftermath books now, and all of that. So it's just poured into what it is today. Yes. How many groups are you a part of? Um, three. So I'm a 501st member with an Iden Versio Inferno costume, and I'm a Rebel Legion member with my Jedi, and also Saber Guild with my Jedi. Woo! Yeah! Good for you. Now, Anthony, tell us about you. Oh, uh, well, um, I... <laughs> 
Sorry. Anyway, so here's how it goes. <laughs> I am uh, I am a, I'm a I'm the member of I'm also a member of the Saber Guild. If you already haven't said it a thousand times, which this. is perfectly fine. I am a Sith, but I'm also working my way towards a, a pot, potential approvable Jedi. So that's gonna be pretty fun. I'm just get I'm just getting psyched for WonderCon coming up for our big performance, uh, and our host over here will be a part of the show. Is yes. that right? Yes. I'll actually be doing a Sith. Now, the last time you and me had a battle, I was a Jedi. Yes, and I trained you well. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am also I'm also working my way towards being a. Very fine voice actors. Trust me, our host here can't can't uh, you know have a straight face without me. When I, whenever I sound like Watto, so he's got to do the Watto for he's us. He's got a good Watto. Oh, do I have to do the waddle? You have to do the waddle. <laughs> I don't want to. You have to pay me credits. <laughs> no because Jedi mind tricks? No Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I, I don't accept. I, I don't accept Republic credits. Only money. <laughs> well, I did say I would take credits, but thank you very much. But anyway, that was waddle. So he does a lot of good voice. I love that. <coughs> Usually when we do that, he's got me in stitches when we're, when we're, we're trooping or we're doing a show. So, David, do you have any questions? Why do you like Iron Versio so much? Uh, well, it's she's a strong female character within the Empire side. Usually we hear about Darth Vader or Palpatine and, you know, the original trilogy empire characters we had princess leia on the rebel side and she's a strong female character on that side and um yeah i was excited that we had a female tie pilot because i was building a tie pilot anyway to join the 501st and then this came up and yeah i I like strong women i like strong women characters and i think it was cool it was on the opposite side versus always being on the good guy side Female empowerment. <laughs> well, I, I do like strong female characters too. I, I mean, I like Wonder Woman because I remember as a kid, yes, I, I yeah. really loved watching her. Yeah. I loved the now Angelina Jolie's Laura Croft. I know that right. there would be arguments about it, but I really loved her character, and that yeah. was my action. That was my very first cosplay was Laura Croft. Uh-huh. At, you know, the Angelina Jolie version uh, version of it yes yeah. which was based off of the original video game version but regardless it's still the same costume nonetheless right but i, I mean i really like that i do yeah. like the strong and i've always wanted to anytime i've done cosplay i've choose i've chosen character strong women characters yes I yeah do, but for me i don't like a lot of exposure kind of costumes i like I like costumes that send a strong message, but they're yes. I'm, but they're on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that was what Iden did for the Empire because really, with the five hundred first year, it's their motto is "bad guys doing good," and you can be a stormtrooper or a tie pilot, or you know, for guys they have Darth Vader, they have Palpatine, they can do a Boba Fett, and for women there wasn't. I mean, I like the pilots and I like the stormtroopers but you know to be something a little bit different where people know like you know you're you're an Iden you're you're a female in a tie costume and right so when we do troops and a lot of little girls like when they figure out that I'm a girl you know when they 
see me without a helmet, they get so excited, and it's really cool. Before before Aiden, my apologies for interrupting. That's okay. Um, but yeah, before Aiden, it was just because I do it all it the time. Was, I'm aware of that. <laughs> but yeah, but by, by that time, uh, a female would only be able to be either either a stormtrooper or at least an imperial officer, which you also have that approved as well. Yeah. Uh, right, but I think reserve. this costume stands out. Correct. Because people, girls know it's a woman. And the way the costume is made, mm-hmm. it it identifies you as a woman, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, even with the helmet, and yeah, it's a it's a character that's known as yeah. It's she's a leader, she's a commander, and she's like one it. bad she's awesome. bad woman, yeah. bad mamba jamba. She's a bad mamba jamba, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if I may, if I may add, um, I and I will say and I will say this with an utmost certainty, I can't stand EA, but. For the fact of the matter that they did, uh, I mean, the game itself was good. I enjoyed Aiden Versio as a character. I enjoyed the aftermath of everything. If you guys have played the games, but if you don't want to touch the game, if you want to find the cutscenes on YouTube or whatever, that's fine. Get immersed with her character. Oh, yeah, and there was also a book on her. Yeah, there was a book, yeah. There's a yeah. book that's cool. Yeah, it was a great book. It's uh, Inferno, Inferno Squad, I think is the simple title of is it. it a, from, is it canon? It is. It takes place right after um, A New Hope. So the book starts with the, okay. her fighting um, in her tie for against the rebels before the destruction of the first Death Star. So her story starts right at that point, and then can, the book takes place in the aftermath, right in between that and Empire. Oh wow! So, yeah. yeah, that's really. I have to read that one. Yeah. I forgot about that. One. It's a yeah. it's a good book. I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed oh, yeah. her character. I enjoyed learning about the Inferno Squad because it's essentially just a special forces group. So they put together to go. Well, I'm uh, glad they didn't take some of that out. Shippers. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they've taken they've taken certain stories and things out, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they leave some of them in mm-hmm. because it 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 makes the the star, the storyline even stronger, you know. Oh, yes, yes, it, yes. It makes the storyline stronger for like the Star Wars because I thought you know at first when they they said everything was out, mm-hmm. it's like, are they going to start from the from scratch and start developing new things? But they've left a lot of the meat and potatoes, if you will, in Star Wars. So that's what I love. Jeremy, tell me what you're doing here today at Kelmocon. And before you do that, oh yeah, tell us that. Uh-huh. And then I want you to tell me what got you into Star Wars. All right. Well, today we are doing some cool stuff. We are building. We are building armor, building lightsabers, um, just doing all the cool Star Wars stuff, uh, making ourselves better, trying to, you know, just get up and running and be a better Star Wars nerds, you know. But I saw you working on Kelly's costume, so tell me exactly what you were doing for oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, So we were building, she is, if you guys haven't seen, or Kelmo of Kelmocon is also Aiden Versio yes. of, uh, of Battlefront, uh, Inferno Squad. So we were working on her armor. Um, we're bringing up to spec because uh, she's also part of the 501st. I'm also part of the 501st. We're, um, what do you call it, we're just getting up to spec so she could look awesome. Uh, we're installing some side armor on that on that baby, and we finished it up a little while ago. That's cool. It looked mm-hmm. great. It looked great. Now, Jeremy, tell me what got you into Star Wars. Oh, good God! It's I've been born into it. So pretty much like <laughs> all of us, it's like it's like Star Star Wars is life. We've so you were handed a, a baby bottle with with uh, blue milk in it, basically. Yep, yep, pretty much, and it's it's just it's been it's been pumping in my veins ever since. So born and raised on Star Wars, pretty much. It all starts off like we were kids. You get plopped down in front of the TV, and you. You know, your parents say, hey, look at look at this space movie. When you're a little kid, you don't know what the heck it is. So it's just like, hey, this looks cool. 
And it's pretty much been like that ever since. Then it kind of just kind of just grows into it, you know. And now, how many groups are you part of? Oh God, we're part. Of, okay, so part of here: Saber Guild, Five Hundred First Rebel Legion, uh, Mando Mercs, um, pending. But yeah, it's it's getting there. But so about about four right now. That's cool. Probably five. If I could take it a second mortgage, I'll do R two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's where it gets into the pricey stuff. That's mm. that's pretty crazy. It's like, do I want a Volkswagen or an R two? <laughs> And that's basically the price because I had really? I had talked to someone about that and he said it was about four grand for something for any of the R twos. Yeah, well, they said four grand. I think they said four grand for a standing R two, so it's like static. Oh, that's not even uh, moving around. No, that's. Uh, I think they said if you want like fully movie accurate, it's you're running upwards of like thirteen thousand, anywhere between ten and thirteen thousand. Wow. Wow. So that's that's a, that's a lot of different lights. That's a car right there. Yeah, moving a, around car. Mm, yeah, it's a Volkswagen. <laughs> now tell me, tell me your characters. Who in the five hundred first? Who are you in the Saber Guild? What is your costumes? Mando Mercs, what's your costume? Or even oh, okay. Rebel Legion? And I'm gonna go on and on and on and on. Oh good God! Yeah, I, I'm gonna about to go on a little rant right that's now. That's okay. So. Go ahead. Here we we go. want to hear right. it. So uh, Mando Mercs, of course, is Mandalorian. And then it kind of goes over to both sides. So Mandalorian and Jango Fett. So oh, wow. Jango Fett and is pending on both 501st and Mando's end. And then uh, Saber I didn't Gale. know Jango Fett could be in the 501st. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a costume. Oh, he's wow. A, what do you call it? He's, he's, in, he's considered one of the bounty hunter classes. So. Oh, okay. Uh, and depending on the requirements, he could get like kind of split club membership. So you just have to tweak a couple things. Uh, so Mandalorian, Jango Fett, uh, Saber Guild and Rebel Legion, I'm a Jedi. I got two different Jedis, uh, 501st, I'm a Stormtrooper, Imperial Officer, like I said, Jango Fett, um, about to be Gideon Hask from Inferno Squad, uh, Rebel Legion, I'm also building a pilot, so I'm going to be a pilot soon too. So it's for looking the, good, by the thank way. You. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. I saw that thank on Facebook. You. On Facebook. But Facebook. I... I <laughs> on Facebook War, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I like seeing it. It's entertaining. <laughs> I like seeing all the pictures. I like seeing everyone put their costumes together. I like to see the different ideas and how people see themselves in, in Star Wars, in the world of Star Wars. You know, what, what's their character that they want to be, that they want to be uh, in... How in can general? I say yeah, what what they're projecting to other people, what they see for themselves, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I like that. I like to see what, it's it's interesting to see, like, I want to be this or I want to be that, you know, and I, and I love to see everyone's and, ideas. And then there's, and then just being an original character. I mean, yeah, sure, like, when it comes to being a canon character, a lot of the kids and fans will be like, oh, I know this guy, but then when they see someone else, it's like, oh, it's not so much. But however, if they walk up to you and they ask you, hey, what's your character? You just have, just like, you gotta get them immersed in who you are and how you you were brought up, your origin story. So it's like, oh, this this guy's an interesting uh, original character, and I'm like, I would like to get in on that kind of deal. When kids see stormtroopers, like I know you have a stormtrooper mm-hmm. costume, I I think p- kids automatically run to you because they know what this character is. Oh, yeah, it's it's iconic, you know, it's it's global, you know, it's just, you. It, they don't even, even really have to understand what it is, they just, they see it and they're like, okay, it's a Star Wars, that's all they know. Right, right. <laughs> So they'll, they'll walk up to you, and I feel like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like we were talking, touching about us like a second ago, it's kind of like a fine line you kind of walk, it's like, 
between being a canon character and original character and whatnot. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes down to, like, kind of why you got into this. It's like, you know, I got into this because, you know, it's just you want to make kids smile. You know, you enjoyed it as a kid. I enjoyed it as a kid. Um, and it's just like, you, I remember how much I enjoyed it. Because, like, I was, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I was a privileged kid growing up. I had both parents. They were able to show me the film. So I grew up in a pretty good environment. That's a good that. environment. But the thing is, yeah. it's like, you know, a lot of the kids that we do this stuff for, they don't come from those environments. Right, so right. it's like, they don't get to experience this. They don't get, you know, they don't get to have as privilege of a child. And so sometimes you just got to bring a smile to those kids' face. So that's why I do it. So yeah. whether it's like when you're walking fine, like, you know, if you're a canon character, just kind of, you kind of end up making those kids smile like a little bit more, you know? So it's like whether I'm just a stormtrooper or Han Solo or whatnot, you know, they're like, oh, shoot, that's Han Solo right there, you know? It's like bigger smile. Sometimes you don't get that too much on the original characters. And I feel like, you know, it's say like I'm an original Jedi, right? Right. And you like, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm Jedi Master or so-and-so. They're like, but then who are you? It's like, I feel like the original characters, for me, I have fun for myself as an original character, because I'm like, I'm finally immersed in myself. But you're talking about millennial kids saying, you know, who are you? Or even younger, because now the kids yeah. are seeing the new order, they're seeing the, the new movies, and not really understanding a lot of the history of Star Wars. But that's okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's still okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, no, both ends are okay. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, it's like if I'm an original character, it's more something, like, for my own enjoyment. Right. As opposed to, say, if I'm dressing up as, like, an, like a canon character, I'm doing it more for them to smile more because they're, they're more, that's what they're more familiar with. Right. And that's why they're like, oh, they get more spectacle out of it. But I know you're on both sides of that, of, of that because you mm-hmm. have a canon characters mm-hmm. and you have your own like Jedi characters, oh, yeah. so it, it, that's really cool. I get the most about both worlds. So I'm yes, you do, and yeah. I want to know how many sabers you have. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've seen his collection. Oh my God! Yeah, it's well, bigger than mine. <laughs> I've been I like sabers I've owned or sabers I've built. Um, I, it could had, be either or. Oh my God! Well, I've had my own little business since 2010, and we're about eight eight years from there. So I'm in the hundreds. Oh so wow! I've built hundreds of sabers now my own personal collection mm-hmm. i'd probably gone through about i'd say per, at the moment i have about 50 wow yeah but i mean like that's it's probably closer to 100 it's like shoes yeah so, some have come and gone <laughs> i'm not trying to brag but it's just like you kind of you prototype you you know you build some you get let go of some some people like it you update you know it's kind of just like the um what do you call it? it's kind of the thing of a sabersmith hey kelly i'm a sabersmith you know <laughs> does, yeah. does she not know that? I don't know. I just want to let you all know I'm a just kidding. That's okay. a little joke about that. Yeah. So. But that's okay. It, I, I like to see how people take those sabers and can move them around, change them, do do whatever you want. And I've seen a lot of your stuff on Facebook, and it, it's great. I love you. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I do okay. watch. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I don't mean in a weird way, but I mean, I, I, I am watching. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine with me either way. Shoot. <laughs> but that's that's cool to be able to see that. And I mean, a lot of kids, like you said, don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so when we come out and do shows or we troop, you're giving those kids a chance to be able to to live that just for the day. Mm-hmm. And even we do it, you know, as far as going out and dressing in the costumes, we're that Jedi for the day. We're that Sith for the day. We're the stormtrooper for the day. And it makes you feel good. It mm-hmm. really does. It, but not only that, but it also gets them even more curious and more interested about 
how vast the Star Wars universe is. Not to mention the fact that if they're just watching, if they're just watching the current films, which is seven and eight at the moment, okay, they're gonna love it. If they've watched the original films and the prequel films, cool. But you never but, know that could make them hungry to want to watch it if they've it, never seen oh, any of the ones it, in the past. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It makes them more curious to watch the older movies and the prequel movies. Hell, even uh, the Clone Wars, Star um, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, and even some of the uh, expanded universe. Are you that, talking about like the Christmas show? <laughs> the Christmas special. Yes, we will even watch the Christmas special. The, yes, I, I actually remember. They, they they need to understand what Life Day is, and they need to celebrate it. So, yeah, there we go. And uh, they also need to watch the Muppets special, where Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker's cousin. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if I've even seen that. that I, I may have to Google that. that no, it... Look it up on YouTube, folks. <laughs> I may have to. I I just may have to because I don't think I've seen that. It's hilarious. I don't know about that. You you gotta see it. <laughs> I love seeing Star Wars in. I've seen it in everything, even today, because I was getting some food for the party today, and while I'm in the fruit and vegetable section, there's a BB-8 lunch snack thing, you know. So there's all kinds of Star Wars is in everything. Except for toilet paper, I've not seen it in. Toilet uh, paper. Let's let's actually let's actually well. That's okay, a great hold idea. Okay, hold on, hold on. This is this is for this is for all the haters, and you're gonna ha- you're gonna be happy about this. But here's the toilet paper. It says episode eight on it. Oh no! You, you can just, wipe their ass. He didn't it. just go there, did he? I'm just gonna say Star but Wars no, you get totally... is love. Star Wars Star is love. Star Wars is life. If you guys know the reference to that, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, but yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I, oh, I love no. it. You know, I have a collection of Star Wars toys that are dog toys. I have a big oh, collection all, of that. I love all the Petco and all the yes. Star Wars stuff that they got. I, I just have, got like Han Solo, Yoda, and Chewbacca mice for my cats. Oh my gosh. When, um, my when dogs <laughs> have got the collars that are Star Wars. Not to be, not to make it sad, but when my dog was still around, we still have her uh, AT uh, her AT AT uh, toy Walker, or like oh, a little wow. stuff. It's like a stuffed animal. Uh, she chewed off one of the legs, so I'm like, yeah, she's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crippled Walker there. <laughs> but yeah, there's it, it's it can go anywhere. Star Wars is expanded all over, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Different media and whatnot. So, David, do you have any questions? Yes. Go ahead and ask. So, with all the costumes you've done and how diverse they are, what's the ultimate, what's the one costume that you want to do? Eludes him? That, that, that is I the most supreme yet? thing. Your favorite, I think. You can make. Oh, or God, something, maybe make. a wish list, kind a of? A wish list? Okay, I want to put Boba Fett on the wish list. I mean, granted, Jango Fett's a good compromise, but it's just like, Boba Fett's, like, that's, that's my go-to. I want to do that. It's either him or Emperor Palpatine. Ooh. Yeah, I want to do it for Palpatine. Do it. That's do it that's now. one that's one on my list because I've been studying him for a while. I love Palpatine. He's my boy. Yeah. He's very deep. Go for Papa Palpatine. And we talked about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> What the hell is an aluminum falcon? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? 
<laughs> have any idea what this is going to do to my credit. <laughs> now get your seven foot two asthmatic ass back here, or I will kill tell everybody what a, what a whiny bitch you are about Potamami or Panabear or whatever the hell. Now this is this bit you're quoting is from. Oh, this is from Family Guy. No, Robot Chicken. Oh no, Robot Chicken. Sorry, Robot Chicken. Oh. Yeah. Family Guy. That's a fail on my part. No, it's Robot okay. Chicken. It's okay. They, but Robot, I love. They do uh, a lot of those on Robot Chicken. I love it. Love that was like the first about. Star Wars skit they did. Was uh, um, was that one? I think. Well, oh wait, was that officer. one or was the Lincoln one? Um, or was Darth oh, Lincoln? there was a there was a Lincoln. Yeah, Darth oh, Lincoln no, that was versus a... Bush. Darth yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those was two was one? the first ones they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have to go no, and watch this on YouTube. It was. Oh, it yeah, was actually, it, to it, you. it was okay. the first one was actually George Bush mind tricks where he kept making people do things and <laughs> then taco. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tacos rule. <laughs> so your ultimate would be Palpatine or Boba Fett. Now Boba Fett because the Boba Fett from the Empire Strikes Back. Okay, we'll okay. There you go. There's two. I know. Right, right. I'm and sure there's more than two. There's a few, but yeah, that's. Are the costumes Empire. different I see from the six. old I don't ones ever in see the... episode five? Jamie. Oh yeah, there's Boba so Fett. many. Well, if you're if you're like yeah, there's so many actually different variations because like you know to the to the normal fan it'd just be like oh it's Boba Fett right but no there's actually his armor was different from Empire Strikes Back to you know Return of the Jedi and then also like in between yeah. there's also you know I mean if you want to throw it in there someone started making the holiday special armor and then there's also the special editions armor so there's like little tweaks actually some big tweaks to his stuff now in A New Hope was he when they were trying to get on the ship the uh, very first time trying to get on the Millennium Falcon I can't even say that right now mm-hmm. um was he standing in that hangar? Mm-hmm. Well, he on was. special editions. That's one of the variations right there because they're talking about special edition Boba Fett. That's one of them. Come join us, John. <laughs> John joined us at the last time at the Enemy Prop Show. So he's back to sit down and talk with us again. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating a, uh, a scone. You go right ahead. It's Because we're doing that at... Come on. Come on. So there are different variations of the. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's different vari- variations of his armor and just the costumes. So, say, like, just to list a few. I mean, like, you probably go back and look this, this now, but Empire Strikes Back versus Return of the Jedi. Like, gauntlets for one. Green, it's like yeah. green versus the red. The jumpsuit's like a different tone. It's blue different versus gray. Wow. Different blaster. His, bla- different... his backpack stole that, tan- yep. that tannish green. Jeez, I'm gonna, you know what? I must be like a, such an amateur. I just watch it and it all looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Special edition has a giant flamethrower wow. attached to it. Yeah. I like the flamethrower. I can go for that. Because we were talking about how Tesla sells a flamethrower yeah. <laughs> before we got here. You can build one of those for much cheaper. Yeah, I know. Because I don't even like real flames. Just give me a lighter like and like a raid can. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some hairspray, it's if you like, will. It's like essentially it a super expensive blowtorch. Oh like but you know what? Power. It has Tesla written on it. So that's what makes it special. Oh, I know. It does it. Just give me a Sharpie. It's made by the Boring Company. Boring Company? That's the, oh, that's his oh company. Oh, my yeah. gosh. What a name. I'm part of the Boring Company because nothing happens at my company. At well, it's, company. Yeah, it's ironic. So, John, what are you doing at KelmoCon today? Uh, I was helping some people put some lightsabers together um, that have never put a saber together before. So, just teaching basics like soldering and um, what goes where. That would have been me. Yeah, well, there's burning still time. my hand. There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> still time hours. for me to burn my hand. Yeah, 
but um, thank you, Jeremy. That's <laughs> it. Uh, he's on his way to Disneyland. So <laughs> oh, is he? Keep, is he going. Going? Oh, Keep okay. going. No, yeah, just teaching them how to do that. Uh, Jen put two sabers together already, and Kelly oh, that's put cool. one together too. Yeah, so <laughs> everyone's doing what they're what I'm showing them. So it's great. I want to try and get a little bit of leather on mine, but I don't know. Maybe we'll do it in a little bit. You got to bug Marcus about that. Okay, he, he's the leather guy. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and th there's a little lathe going, so you can turn a saber if you. Uh, if it's really simple and you want a little more intricate, you can go in and... Is that what it's called? Because I, I, I didn't know if it was like a grinder or if it no, was No, yeah, a... so he actually brought a wood lathe, which is not for metal. Because <laughs> it doesn't spin fast enough, and I'm sure there's other technical things about it that aren't correct. But it works just fine for what we're doing, which is just kind of digging in a little bit into the metal and, and, and putting new lines in or, or you know chamfering them, making them different uh, angles. Which is cool because you take a little simple hill and you turn it into something custom. Something fancy, yeah. yeah. Because I think, you know, I, I have a specific, for me, I don't like my sabers, my hilts to have too much, you know, jizz jazz on them. Because then it makes it harder for me to keep it in my hand and to spin it around. And so I like them pretty basic. But I do like all of the, the special, you know, etching and things like that. Oh, it gives it a special look. The but, etching is like an extra step already. Because that, that's just like a artistic embellishment. Right, and right. it's not so much function. It's not really practical at all. Right. But... And I like, I'm sort of the same way you are. I like them really simple, but I like the, the angles and the cuts to be uh, practical. So if you're, if the cut is right, you know, it needs to be at the top where the choke is so you can spin it easier rather than at the bottom where it hasn't, it's not supposed to be there. So if it's cut a certain way where it's enough lines to where it makes it comfortable, then I'm okay with that. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't like it too busy and yeah. too many trinkets on Cause it. Because I, I will put, uh, put it in my hand and if it feels weird, I don't like it. You yeah, know? if there's... To me, Anakin's just doesn't look functional at all. No. It's not, it's got a big old, it looks like it's got a big old kind of um, oh, that switch on, on it. Yeah, yeah, and it just seems yeah. real busy and I don't I don't like it. It doesn't feel comfortable. That's I don't know cause... how, that's maybe how he got his hands cut off. It, it must have been. <laughs> but yeah, those props were made from camera flashes. No, yeah. Not Anakin's per se, but the rest of the, the that Graflex line was a camera flash, so... It wasn't really ergonomically designed or designed at all to be a lightsaber, and they just looked really in universe and looked kind of you know old but new, and that's why they used it. But after that, they started going more more comfortable things and more specific to the movie rather than just a found. You're talking like from New Hope to Return of the Jedi. No, I'm saying like prequels on like from the prequels is where they started like okay let's manufacture our own lightsaber hilts rather than use found like camera flashes or like grenade yeah. sections from other right things right or, you know turbine pieces from bentley piece or whatever rolls royce or whatever they're using wow for that was a fancy saber yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the basis for them is all camera flashes or that yeah yeah but you know i yeah i just like i don't like the way some of them look and i like the way others look i like them to be Simple, but but stand out and and be you know what I mean and have like a real fancy look to it. But if it has too much you know gobbledygook on it, I don't. Yeah. Like it. You know, I just that's that's I just me with sabers. Function over fashion. Yes. Definitely. When it yes. comes to that's like high heels over yeah. flats kind of thing. Yeah, it's just if it's practical. <laughs> if it's not practical, then there's no point other than it just being nice and flashy. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. but see, but see, that's why that's that's one of the reasons why I came to you whenever it uh, came to getting sabers because mm -hmm. the uh, the it. saber that I currently or the sabers that I currently have, the two KRs, the one that you had the etches in and uh, the leather straps. Yeah, I like see, that. See, it didn't need any attachments layered on top. You had yeah. what you had there. Yeah. And 
Yeah. It's pretty fantabulous. It, fantastic, fantabulous. <laughs> yeah, this is a. It's uh, horrible on this one. <laughs> this is definitely one of my favorite designs. Yeah, it's simple. You have the leather, which is good for the grip. And we're gonna take a picture so I could post it on our uh, Radio Genosis page. Oh yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah. He cut his own hand off. He was, <laughs> he was our model. <laughs> Clumsy like Skywalker. Always gets his arm cut off. Yes, all of them do. We <laughs> talked about that. In the movies, you notice that a lot of people got their hands and arms cut off. And someone in the, did in the last one, too. There was, just, there was a scene that was cut from the movie, so we didn't really? get to see it. Really? Dang yes. it! There was someone I'll that let lost Anthony explain it all to All right, you thank oh. you. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a special guest, but anyway. That's okay. Um, Finish that scone, John. Finish yeah, that scone. Thank you. Finish it. <laughs> Do it. But Do um, it but yeah. So if no one has noticed yet, uh, in the deleted scene with Finn fighting Phasma, um, there's there's one part where does his hand, her hand get cut off? Yes, it is actually her hand that gets cut off. So in so if it was in the movie, I still believe it's part of the movie because that's actually a better way for Phasma to go out instead of that other way. But anyway, she fell down. She she, she was, fell down a shaft. She didn't lose any of her limbs, <laughs> or like a burning shaft or whatever. Now that's a Palpatine way to go. No, that's the stupidest. I way think to she's go. a. I think but, she's gonna. Uh, well, you know, She'll Palpatine got thrown down a shaft, didn't he? Yeah, but he he exploded with the he became one with the Force, uh, the dark side of the Force. So we know he's dead. Uh, she basically or pulled, is he? She because he had clones. That was expanded universe. <laughs> but she uh, she went the way of Boba Fett, and when I say went the way of Boba Fett, if there's no body, then there you go. Uh, it's she can still come back again, and hopefully she'll be. Do you think written better? You're, you're talking about but, how Boba Fett came back. Uh, oh, I, he hasn't come back yet. He hasn't come back. Do yet. you think there's a possibility? Uh, he's too old now. I mean, he's like he's he's basically he's Han Solo's age. Yeah, he's Han Solo's age, but I'm sure I'm sure he's probably he probably still trains himself. I mean, but anyways, um, back to what I was saying before. Yes, when um when she shot down all the stormtroopers just so that just so that way um, she wouldn't be suspected for what she did at Starkiller Base. Right. Um, Finn saw the opportunity and took the attack, went on the attack, and struck her hand down with the gun when she was about to fire at him. In which case, you see the uh, the vi- I'm gonna call it a vibro baton. Uh, the vibro baton lapped off her entire hand. The, uh, there was no bleeding. It must have cauterized the wound like a, like it like a lightsaber. There wound. was only one scene where there was blood. Uh, only one scene. It was the bar in, at Mos Eisley. Oh yeah. Well, that's the only one. I've, there's a reason for it. That whole lizard thing, liquid. No, oh, yeah, he's he the aquatic species. They don't. Their blood doesn't coagulate. They don't. They don't cauterize. Or yeah, because their yes. blood is non-coagulative. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's bleeds. why. But that's the only one. Everybody what, else. Don't who's... you mean the flesh is not non-coagulative? Coagulative. I think the. I think I said the water. Their blood was. It's because it's it. Uh, when I say it doesn't uh, cauterize the wound. Meaning yeah, the just, flesh. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the flesh. Had, yeah, the flesh would have to be the same as the blood. So, in another way, um, the the lightsaber could not cauterize the flesh and the blood. That's why it yeah. it, it, it brought out the bleeding. Either way, 
So, but yeah, yeah, there is a reason in universe for it. Yes, which is still considered canon. But they should have left that scene in because I think it would have been, it would have been great in the mm. movie because it it really ties into a lot of hands being cut off in a lot of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it should have stayed because it, it seems like in I almost every one. I think that's why they one, took it out to try and keep it separate from Empire a little bit. Well, I mean, it happened in Empire. It happened in well, no, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but hold on though. See that, but see that's the thing though. A lot of fans. The ones that like ones that did or didn't hate the movie, they were actually expecting someone to lose a limb because it's like, oh, okay, here's the second film in the trilogy, so someone's gonna have to lose a limb. Yeah, that's why I think they didn't do it. And then, <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get rid of that predictability, and I'm like, no, that's basically a slap to the face to the fans because they wanted to see right. a chopped limb, which case we got the Phasma deleted scene, and not to mention the fact that I think. Everyone would have seen continuity errors anyways because a vibro, a vibro blade or anything vibro at all, I don't think they would cauterize a wound like a lightsaber would. So they, I guess, when it got popped, well, maybe because they're designed to be in combat with lightsabers, maybe they're energized somewhere. I, I actually don't know enough about vibro blade technology. I have to look. We into need that. to Google that. Well, it, <laughs> well no, 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 no. But see, that's the thing. Uh, we haven't seen any vibro technology. Uh, besides the what I consider is the vibro baton, but we don't know if it is considered a vibro uh, uh, a vibrotech. Wow! I have to imagine it'd still be going along the same route though, because they can hold off lightsabers. Yes, it that is true. So there, I imagine there has to be some sort of energy in it. Who yeah. knows? They may just do a, a, a do another movie and do and put a lot of the deleted scenes in. I like when they do that. Because they did it with the first two, I think it's the first two Harry Potters they did that with, and it made it it made it seem like it was more it had more sense to it, and you know, and some of the deleted scenes that I've watched in one, two, and three episode, Phantom Menace, you know, Attack of the Clone, Attack of the Clones, or with um, Revenge of the Sith, when they yeah. when they put those, when, you know, when you see the deleted scenes, a lot of them make. Oh, that makes sense. Or that, you know, I, they should have added that. It's, it's because we have we have those kinds of fans that want to look and nitpick any sort of continuity errors within films. Because the fact that uh, when you when you bring up when you bring up Harry Potter, there's a lot of inconsistencies and plot holes from the the movies. That that's why a lot of the readers didn't like some of the films. And, right. And for me, uh, okay, look, for me, I'm just a lazy. I'm just a lazy dude. I. I, I have not I read the books either, I, so don't feel bad. It, they're thick books. I know my uh, son's read but, them all. <laughs> but anyways, we're going off. We're going off topic here. Point is, uh, if there okay. is any sort of if there is any sort of continuity errors, it um, some of them will either be rectified in the next film, or in a comic book or a book in general. Now, David told me that he thinks. I think I think we talked about it. I can't. No, it was actually Aunt, uh, Vince that told me in the next movie this will be the last one for Finn, Ray, Rose, everybody, because he thinks that they won't go forward after that with these characters. They're going to go somewhere else with other characters. Uh, well, I mean, who knows? There's going to be a TV series, so why not? Um. I, I I can't remember his name, but he was one of the he was one of the X Wing pilots in Episode Seven. 
it was that big guy. Uh huh. I, I don't remember, but yeah, he was he was given the green light to make a show, a TV series for Star Wars. So who knows where what direction Star Wars is going to go? Um, there was a a thread that I read up years and years ago when Disney got the licensing and when they announced for Episode Seven that they will they plan to do forty years of Star Wars films. So before we're like even when we're not alive anymore, the Star Wars tri- can, the Star Wars universe will keep continue, continue to expand on. and continue on even without us. I'd like to see them go back in time and do, and I've said this many times. I'd like to see the Old, Old Republic. Republic. I'd that, like to see that because then you're going to see big battles with Jedi and Sith. Because right now, a lot of the battles that we've seen has been one on one. Yeah, we've not seen armies, a, of an army Sith of yeah, an army Jedis. of Jedi. And I would like to see that. I really would. It's it's only because they they need to like in my opinion they need to go from a diff they need to give a different company a shot to directing and creating a Star Wars movie, but within the fans' interest, of course. Right. Uh, the reason why I say this... I would this... think that somebody who's a big fan... I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, but no, I would ahead. think that a, someone, let's say, someone who's a big fan who is wanting to get into directing could do something like that. Yeah. I'm just saying with a different... I'm saying with a different company, like, like for example, like, Paramount's done a couple of Disney films that was under the Disney name, but they let them do it their way. So I'm thinking they should do, they should go down that route because if they keep control, if, if they don't let any other companies do it their way and because they'll do it their way, which is the Disney appropriate way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, side note. Um, the reason why I say that is because, They'll be like, oh, um, let's not have any, uh, like, um, cut limbs or death or whatever. I'm like, okay, there's been a couple of deaths in episode 7, episode 8 in their current films, which is fine. But they need to, <laughs> they need to add more dark, okay, in my opinion, they need to add more dark ingredients like they did with Rogue One. That was a fantabulous Yeah, but movie. The, see, that's before 7 and 8. Yeah, I know. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. If they want to go down the old republic, then they need to go down the dark and gritty. Right, right. And I'd like to see that. I would really like to see that. Not to mention the oh, fact no. that if they could get Timothy Zahn's Admiral Thrawn in there, then they can get Lord Revan. They can get um, the old, like just the old republic. They can get. They can write. Okay, okay. All I'd the, like to see that. All the expanded universe characters that are after A New Hope or whatever, they could probably write them in on uh, on Old Republic. Like, you could have Kyle Katarn, and you could have Mara Jade or whatever. Right. Well, okay, uh, okay. That's, but apparently... I, I'm kind of stepping on toes on the okay, Mara Jade, though, because but, he's not with Skywalker, but anyway. Apparently, in the book, mm-hmm. he's married. Yes. They, the book they just released... What, Kyle Katarn? No, Luke Skywalker. Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker yes. is mentioning, married. There's mentionings of his wife or something like that. Really? So maybe they've, left the, they, maybe they've left the door open for that. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our show, and we've been observing different things at Kelmocon, and um, it's a saber... And costume build party. Yes. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of nice, a lot of cool things. People making cool things, working on sabers, um, cutting into different sabers, adding leather to it. People working on costumes, sewing costumes, and um, even we watched uh, 
Jeremy do a lot of work on Kelly's costume, and oh, that yeah. was all the the. It's like the armor and the plastic, like the chest plate for right. the uh, Thai pilot. Yes, anniversary of Thai pilot. Yeah, it's really really cool. I I really enjoyed it. I hope we can come back and do it again. We're gonna try and have pictures for you, for the. Um, I'll try and get some pictures so we can post it onto our page. David, do you have anything to add to that? I really liked it. I mean, I thought it was, I mean, it's stuff I've seen and done before, but like Marcus took those two sabers, they're exact same thing, and, you know, used a lathe to make one look completely different. Right, I just, right. I, I, just, I just love that. It's one of the best parts. Yeah, I thought it was really cool the way they did that, you know, because there were two of the same, they said same saber and made them look totally different. Yeah. You know, and John showed us how to do different soldering with, uh, and fixing your saber or maybe changing out a light. We've learned how to make the saber brighter by taking the uh, foil out of the blades and um, maybe adding a different color inside or using a different um, color blade itself with a hilt that has red or green or blue. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool to learn that. Yeah, that was neat. I didn't think about it like that. I mean, I've built sabers before, and I never thought about altering color that way for a different color or for a brighter, more intense color like you were showing with the green saber. So. Right, right. And I thought that was kind of cool to, to be able to learn that and to be able to put the paper inside because that has been one of the things that I've been trying to do is, you know, put the cellophane inside, and I've not been successful with it because I've either cut it too short, too long, too yeah. much, too little... So today, Jeremy showed us how to do that, and I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. It was great. Great information. It'd be, it'd be interesting to record them doing stuff, too, one day. Yeah. You know, just get different information out there for other builders. Yeah. That was be, great. Yeah, to be able to take pictures. And like I said, we're going to try and take some pictures so that we can get it up onto our Facebook page at Radio Geonosis. So, yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Oh, yeah. And, um... Make sure you send us a like on Facebook and also, you know, like and subscribe on YouTube as well. Yes. Subscribe onto our YouTube page, Radio Geonosis. So from beautiful San Gabriel, California, we are saying so long. Yay.